Draken here with the Mind Fitness Method podcast. And in this episode, I want to talk about how to lose weight when your partner isn't exactly being very helpful. And so, you know, in doing my research for this, I I found that the, I found some things that were very interesting and great tips. And I found some stuff that was just stupid. And so, um, so to preface all this, I want to say that it's, it is going to be difficult if your partner isn't doing the same thing that you're doing in terms of trying to lose weight. It's hard enough to get over the hump to make these things uh, a normal, regular habit for you uh, without being sort of sabotaged by, and whether it's intentional or not, uh, by a partner. Um, so let's get into it a little bit. So I'm going to, first of all, I'm going to go over a lot of the stuff that I saw that I thought was reasonably good advice and some things that I thought were very interesting in this process. So first bit of advice I read that I thought was good was to be clear about your goals. I mean, there's, you know, when there's understanding, it really increases the odds that you're going to be successful with your partner's cooperation. So, you know, they said just explain to your partner that you're not, you know, criticizing them or asking them to change. You just need to let them know that you're trying to change and you're you're only asking them to be supportive of your efforts. It's good to have that communication. A second thing that they talked about was letting them know um, how things that they do make you feel, you know, this is, this is the essence of what they call emotional intelligence. If you haven't, um, if you haven't read the book, emotional intelligence, uh, I think by a guy named David, Daniel Gorman, I believe is who wrote it or Coleman, Daniel Coleman, Daniel Gorman, either way, it's, it is a very critical landmark book. Uh, his research on emotional intelligence was extremely important. What we found is that emotional intelligence is more important than uh, IQ, you know, intelligence, intelligence in in terms of your success in life. And that people with really high IQs tend to work for people with lower IQs if those people have a higher EQ. You know, what they that's the that's the emotional intelligence quotient there. So the bottom line is one of the premises of emotional intelligence is you don't make judgments in a relationship. You, what you do is you tell them how, what they're doing makes you feel. That's a very important distinction. And if you do that, it's more persuasive and effective in getting their cooperation than saying, you know, you're such a jerk, <laughs> you know, or you are so self-centered. Those are judgments. But if you say, when you go ahead and bring the bowl of ice cream into the bedroom at night at 9 p.m. before I'm trying to go to bed, it makes me feel like you don't care about me. <laughs> you can put it in those words if you liked. Um. Incidentally, just an interesting side note that 
Daniel Gorman, who wrote the Emotional Intelligence book, their lab was so accurate at predicting the outcome of a relationship. If you and your significant other spent a few weeks in that lab with them analyzing your conversations and how you interact with each other, they could predict with a very high certainty the month that you would divorce <laughs> or whether you would stay together, you know, the likelihood. So it's important to use the emotional intelligence principles, tell them how it makes you feel when they are doing things that don't work for you and trying to keep your habits going. Um, they, another good point they made was don't make your, feel, your partner feel guilty for not wanting to lose weight also. This would likely result in a backfire and uh, probably create problems for you in your relationship. The bottom line is, though, and this was one of the interesting things that I found out, is that um, you are likely to have a issue in your relationship uh, just for the simple fact that you're losing weight and they aren't. I'm going to get to that in a minute. I'm, I'm going to come back to that. But one more good good bit of knowledge here that uh, a positive thing that I've, I've read that I thought was important information. Tell your partner what's motivating you. Again, it's good for them to have an understanding where you're coming from on this. You're not doing it just to you know, they're going to have their own perceptions about why you're doing this. In fact, some of them may think you're doing it because you're tired of them and you're looking for that upgrade. And it's an, it's a fact if you're, if you happen to be female, but also male, but if you are a female and you suddenly start working out, that's one of the top signs that your, your woman is cheating on you. Um, that, because that's what they do. They start working out when they're ready to, uh, you know, maybe think about stepping outside the relationship or that they already have. Maybe they're in an emotional relationship with someone. That's one of the things they start doing is it's one of the warning signs. If they haven't been working out, they start working out. You better check that phone when they're asleep. Also, um, another thought was they said to order takeout from different places. That's probably a good idea, but I've got my own thoughts on this too. You need to also probably eat in different rooms because I'm telling you, if you've got that turkey wrap or whatever it is that you're trying to suffer through and they've got a pizza and you're sitting on the couch, what do you think you're going to do? You're going to eat that pizza. I mean, there's no way that you're going to resist that. You just, you may, that maybe have to be a thing that you guys do. If they're not willing to tone it down a little bit or at least think about restricting the portions you know and just because you're trying to lose weight doesn't mean you can't eat pizza you, you just can't eat the whole pizza so you guys both agree you're going to have a smaller portion and maybe a supplement with something else that's a lower calorie thing uh for the for the side so those were those were helpful things I want to get back to that bit about the negative impact on relationships when one person is losing weight and the other doesn't. Okay, so there was a study that was done at the North Carolina State University, and they found that when one partner lost 30 or more pounds, that it had a negative impact on the relationship, it caused arguments, usually about food, 
and a lot of nagging and resentment. There was another study that was done. Uh, in It was published in the Journal of American Medicine Association. And they found that weight loss surgery led to an increased rate of divorce. 41% higher than in other marriages. Now that's pretty profound. Um, I think the bottom line is, is this is going to rattle the cage of your relationship with your, with your significant other. There's no question about it. You should anticipate this as you go into it and it, it should be expected. But I think just knowing that might help your odds of, you know, making it work for you and your significant other. If you just know that this is a time of stress until you guys reach a new compromise on how to live together. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a pessimistic person and I'm a very, I'm a realist and a pessimist. And, um, I'm going to just tell you this. If you are seriously committed to establishing these habits for yourself and your partner is not, and they are in fact overweight and especially if they are significantly overweight this is, you guys are going to be growing apart. It very well may be the beginning of the end for you too. And uh, it's not 100%, but I'm a pessimist. And I, I just don't see how, that's one area where if things are so different between you, I don't know how it, the relationship could really survive. Um, if one person is consistently staying in shape and controlling how much they eat and especially if that shows up in their body and they start to look dramatically different uh and the other partner is not not doing anything at all um you, you guys are growing apart you're becoming better than them in many ways and they will frustrate you just to see how they continue to sort of languish in their own uh you know poor lazy habits um they said one of the bits of advice they said was, you know, uh, they were recommending talking about the impact of your effort on your life together. And uh, if your partner wants to maintain a certain lifestyle, such as frequently eating out, look for a compromise, maybe a restaurant with healthier options. You know, um, that. I thought was a moderately okay idea there. Here's some of the stupid ideas that I read. I just don't think these things would work. They were well-meaning suggestions, but uh, they were saying things like, you know, if your partner is used to having pizza and pasta and really high-density calorie things, which I think you still can eat if you are being mindful when you eat but if there's a lot of it, or if they've got the just really, really bad stuff all over the place, you know, the cream cakes and the cupcakes and the, you know, cheeseburgers, everything is just always there, you know, uh, it may be very difficult. But if, if we're just talking about pizza or spaghetti or, you know, things that are moderately high calorie, I think you can still pull it off as long as you're mindful of your of your portions and still eat this stuff. 
but they were saying, um, why don't you offer them like a healthy alternative to the indulgent uh, food? Like uh, instead of regular noodles, you could use hearts of palm or zucchini. <laughs> or instead of a regular pizza crust, you could use use cauliflower crust. I, I'm going to tell you right now, I, I don't know. I don't think I would ever eat a pizza with cauliflower crust. I just think I don't know. I don't want to sound too crazy about that. And and I'm telling you, I'm somebody who gets just as fat as anybody else when they eat bad stuff. But if I'm going to eat a pizza, I'm just going to eat a pizza. And I'll eat and be mindful. I'll eat slowly, make sure that I feel myself getting satisfied so that I don't overeat it. But I am not going to eat a cauliflower crust pizza. You know, if you want a pizza, eat a pizza and then you know leave the cauliflower in the salad you know or whatever it is you're going to eat I, I just those kind of things I, honestly they just kind of have annoyed me and when I see that globally and across this nation we're seeing people we're seeing an increasing number of obese people every single year and with the current trend that we're on right now, by 2050, everybody will be overweight. That will be the new norm is being overweight. So these suggestions like this, like, you know, putting cauliflower for the crust of your pizza, that is not the solution. It's not even the problem. The problem is our thinking and our habits. Now, another really stupid suggestion I read was they said um, they said and this was the title of this section they said become his drinking partner seriously and what they were suggesting suggesting is that if you go to a bar with your significant other <clears throat> ask them to drink uh, a glass of water between beers I mean, come on, you know, if you're going out on the town, you're going to the bars and you're going to drink, it's a night you have decided we're drinking tonight. Don't do that. Don't do that stupid stuff. Just drink, just go drink your beers and then go home. And you're probably going to, if you eat as well, after you've eaten drank, you're probably going to eat more than you normally would. It's one night. Okay. You're not drinking every night, hopefully. Um, so just go enjoy your drinking. Don't go and do something stupid like drinking an entire glass of water between beers. That's not going to do anything except for annoy you and screw up your good time. You know, so let's, let me just put some some essentials here when it comes to getting the cooperation of your significant other uh let's just say that they haven't been helpful or you don't anticipate they will be helpful if you haven't started yet here's what i think number one think about persuasion okay don't try to like lay hard and fast rules and just shove it in their face you need to be persuasive with them and one way to do that is like they said in the beginning, 
make sure they have an understanding of where you're coming from, why you're doing this, and um, that maybe your energy is low, maybe you're, you felt bad about yourself, or maybe you want more confidence, whatever it is, let them know your motivations and let them know after things start and this maybe they're doing some things that are sabotaging you tell them how it makes you feel when they do those things and ask them kindly would they mind not doing that tell them you're not asking them to change you're just asking them to work with you that's the that's a good ground rule that i think that they mentioned in this and then secondly i would suggest you may have to eat separately um you know especially if they're wanting to really pile on a lot of food around and and you feel that you may be tempted to reach over and start grabbing stuff off their plate you know after you finished your portion that you know is enough and not too much because there is this thing it's called the hedonic eating response and when you eat something that is really tasty, got a lot of sugar, fat, or salt, then it triggers your brain to increase your hunger for a little bit so that you sort of go into an eating frenzy when it's really savory. So if you're eating something that is not quite so savory as what they've got and you smell it, you know, it may trigger that hedonic eating response. Some people are a lot more sensitive to the sight and smell of food than others, but most, all of us to some extent are. The other thing you want to tell them is you don't want rewards. If they see that you've done, you know, sometimes what they do, and I'll tell you, I, I really think that when they do this, they are, there's a, a, a hidden agenda of their own in it, but they'll say, oh, you know, look, honey, you've been working out. You've been doing so great. I'm going to reward you. Here's this, Here's this uh, Dairy Queen Oreo Blizzard, you know. It's just a medium, you know. But, I mean, you deserve this. You've been working out. You don't want those rewards. You'll reward yourself when the time comes. And, um, I'm, in fact, be careful about that. There's something called licensing bias, you know. A licensing bias is this, in, it's an internal error of our thinking that we all have. And it's... An example of it is you went and you worked out doing 30 minutes on a treadmill and burned your 200 calories or what you whatever you did in that 30 minutes. And then you go and you have a 400 calorie, you know, milkshake to reward yourself for doing that good deed. And then later that night, you're like, oh, yeah, I worked out today. I can have at least two pieces of this pizza on top of my regular meal. So now you've piled on an extra, uh, you know, six, 800 calories, but you think that you're still doing okay because you did a 30 minute workout. No, if you're thinking mathematically, you have totally wiped out whatever calories you burned on that treadmill. So that's licensing bias. You just, you know, we're, we're really bad at guesstimating calorie intake if we're just guessing if we're just doing it on the fly and not really literally recording that. So you don't want their rewards. Uh, it's hard enough to control your own licensing bias. If they have a problem, here's the last one. If they have a problem with what you're doing, 
Um, it may be a critical division in your relationship. And uh, especially if there is if there is a lot of weight to be lost for both of you. You know, if you if you're both significantly overweight, obese, you know, then uh, and you are really hellbound for leather to make the change. You got to realize that uh, this is a this is a big cage rattler for relationships and you may need to make preparations for moving on. It's just reality. I'm a pessimist. I don't like to be, but you know, you got to decide what your priorities are. You can have the good life if you do adopt these habits. And if somebody is sabotaging your efforts at that, I mean, you know, how, what is that relationship worth, really? Think about it. So, um, I hope that uh, you found this helpful. Um, one suggestion: um, if you, if you like the content of this program, give us you know give us a ranking, a good ranking on this a review, a good review. You can also um, check out the uh, Evolve program that is my mental skills training program for lasting weight loss and fitness on at www eric aiken that's e-r-i-c-a-k-i-n-m-d.com uh you can find out a lot more about the program there and see my free master class sign up for the master class there so until the next time uh have a good one <laughs>